Hi guys, Joe Mendoza, a real estate broker, investor, entrepreneur here in sunny San Diego. I've got another special guest on the show, somebody I've known a long, long time, probably pushing back 15 years ago. He was one of my, one of my investors. As a short sale market was going crazy, I was presenting um, some of these opportunities to Mr. Imran Clark, and we started doing more and more and more business Fast forward to today, he's now a licensed real estate broker, still an investor, now also a developer. We work together hand in hand on the same team. We partner up on several deals together too. We're doing a lot, a lot of business here. And now guys, he's gonna be talking about some development opportunities that he's doing. What does he see as being a developer? and give you some kind of golden nuggets all about that. So ladies and gentlemen, not only is he a real estate pro, a nerd, a guru, but he <laughs> also, guys, check this out, his prior life, which we'll talk about a little bit, he has a PhD in molecular biology. What? <laughs> Mr. or should I say Dr. Imran Clark. Hey, how are you doing, Joe? Thank you so much for the intro. Can you hear me okay on our Zoom? Yes, sir. We can right see Right on, you. right on. So yeah. that's right. Well, everybody, I mean, Joe here is the man. I mean, yeah, he's, he's definitely very successful in business and entrepreneurship. But, you know, uh, Joe, I just got to say this about you as well. You know, besides what people see on your resume, you're just an awesome human being, an amazing father, an amazing husband, and just, just a good person. Uh, for us to be blessed with on this planet. So thanks for being here, Joe. Yeah, thanks for being here. I know you're a very, very busy guy. You're a world traveler going all over the place looking for bigger, <laughs> better opportunities and holy smoke, take it over Missouri. <laughs> yeah, Kansas City in particular is kind of where we landed um, once we moved out of San Diego. And we could talk about that too. You know, I, I live here in San Diego with you. Actually, we're pretty much down the street from each other. Yeah, and uh, I was running all my, all my business here in San Diego, but markets change, right? So and, let's talk you know, about that. Let's talk about right. that. So okay. you and I met in a cycle that was going south. Yeah. And then tell me, tell me about that experience. What do you see then versus now? Yeah, here's interesting. So, um, you know, when we actually started uh, doing deals together, I think it was... You know, you were already running a brokerage. You've been doing that for a long time. And, uh, and one of your agents just happened to have a, a short sale listing that was one of a, a number uh, that we did. Um, you know, until last year, I was in a partnership, which, uh, you know, in the beginning was great. We were on the same page. We'd been partners nine years in separate directions. No animosity there, just different things. But at, at that time, See, we got into the short sale thing in 2009, which is probably a year later than I would have liked to get into it, but that's when we just woke up and just hit it hard and uh, uh, took massive action together. Uh, I think in the space of one month, we put like 20 deals into the pipeline. I, that, that's it, you just decide and go. Uh, what took the longest was the decision. <laughs> Once it was, I mean, really made, where you feel that shift internally, that big ka-chunk, Wham. Yeah. So yeah, we met then. Um, we were doing flipping short sales. That's what was going on. The market here in San Diego is at a point where it literally median price was dropping 1% a month or faster. 
Can you imagine flipping in that market? Oh yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Most people can't. That's why we did well. Cause when everybody else is scared, if you, <laughs> if you're confident, I don't want to say brave cause brave can be stupid, but when you're confident and you know what you know what you're doing and the market's going like this, right? But you're, you buy, sell, buy, sell like this. It's a beautiful thing. So we, pretty much did a couple hundred of those it was ridiculous i remember I but remember. the market market changed right right um you see so the yeah. same thing now just as bad equal okay oh right now yep oh for short sales you know not even on my radar really and actually i fix and flip in san diego not even on my radar so you know we were doing that and and you know, before the cycle changed, the rules changed, right? Banks changed rules. So we're constantly adjusting, you know, sometimes the cheese doesn't move, but the way to get to the cheese moves, right? right. And then ultimately, right. <laughs> you get, it's a different route to get to the same cheese. And then ultimately, the cheese does move. The, the cycle turned around, strategies shift, short sales dried up, you know, uh, but there's still distressed properties. And really, the, the fix and flip model works with distressed buyers. Okay, well, fast forward to, you know, the market we're in now or even, you know, where it was three years ago in San Diego. I haven't done a, I haven't done a, a flip in San Diego in three years, right? But it's still my core investment business, just not in San Diego. And, you know, we've, we've, we're a healthy market now. It's great. It's great for everybody else, right? You know, except for the flip investors. <laughs> um, but people have equity, so they're not distressed. Even if they're selling at a little bit of a discount, they can cover their loans, right? Uh, you don't have the crazy lending going on where they're making loans at 120% of appraised value, figuring it will get there someday, right? So you, you just don't have the same situation. People don't need to discount, right? Banks don't, people don't. So it, it, it's different. So you're saying right now is the flip opportunity is not the way to go, not here, maybe where you're at in Missouri, right? Exactly. You need the, look, the numbers just got to pencil out. You got to be able to buy it, right? At a certain point, you got to be able to afford, you know, the rehab or the build. Um, there's a big, big miscalculated, misunderstood uh, number uh, that you're going to burn money in the middle, which is the cost of doing business. Okay. And, and this is where the newbies kind of mess it up. Right. And, and then you've got the resale, right? So, um, you just need the numbers to translate that it makes sense. And, and it got to the point in San Diego where the real estate agent fees were more than what the flip investor is making, right? When it got to that point, I switched hats. Which so is here now, in San Diego, right? Which is now. Right, right now, yeah. So, so I, I got an investment business operating out of state, uh, but I still operate here in San Diego too as a realtor broker. In fact, I just... I don't feel like running a brokerage because I'm so busy with the investments. So even though I have my broker's license, I hang it with my good friend, Joe here, who does love running a brokerage. <laughs> right, so I hang my license with Joe and I operate as an agent here because I still have plenty of people, you know, through relationships that are like, Hey, can you help me buy? Can you help me sell? Absolutely. You know, and you're doing an amazing job doing that too. <laughs> you know, so, so it's fun, but so, so, you know, but, you don't have the, you don't take on the risk and the time and everything. It has to be, it has to be worth it. So you know? why develop instead of here versus there where you're at now? What, what's the biggest difference you're seeing developing in Cali versus Missouri? 
I'll tell you uh, everything. So cost, time, and ease of, of uh, developing. You know, and, and, and I kind of fell into developing. Hang on, hang on. So cost, time, and ease. Cost, yeah. time, and ease, guys. You're listening. That's a golden nugget. Write that down. And risk, actually risk, right? I want to add risk in there too because here in, in California, especially in coastal cities like San Diego, um, you know, they always say you should have more than one exit strategy, right, on an investment. Okay, but the reality is you could say that, but there might not be more than one exit. And if that one exit closes, you're screwed, right? Yeah. And, and building in San Diego is you're screwed, right? You've got one exit, which is build it, sell it for a profit or die, right? You can't rent it out for a profit here, right? If the market falls out, right? And you're stuck with it. And let's say you're servicing a construction loan, for instance, you know, you're, you're, you're gonna give it back to that construction lender right ultimately okay so you you are in love with developing i yeah you know so so i fell into that we were flipping uh the market was getting uh, tighter and skinnier um because one the market was healthier and everybody and their brother and mother wanted to enter into fix and flip they're all watching hgtv but they don't understand that cost of doing business in the middle so they're overbidding these properties mm -hmm. and they're all getting in trouble okay but it doesn't stop them from buying and, and squeezing out, the, you know, the ones that know the numbers that say, I'm not going to compete with that. So we went into projects with more hair on them where the newbies won't follow, right? So bigger uh, construction issues, doing additions, going into the higher end million dollar plus properties because we got the experience and firepower. But eventually, you know, the crowd started to follow us there and, and saturate that market. And so we got into new construction ground up. And there was a window where it made sense here, where the land was still pretty, you know, you could get it on sale, right? Because it hadn't moved up with, with uh, existing properties, but you can build and sell into that upward movement of existing property. And that window was short and then it disappeared too. But the other thing we discovered building ground up in California is it's very, very heavy in fees and process, which is that timing. And it's huge. And we were kind of new to it, right? We thought we thought we would get it from doing, you know, stripped down to studs and, and doubling square footage, but no, it's a different animal. So we had to learn it. And no matter who you interviewed, people that worked at the city for 30 years, all the contractors in the world, all the engineers and architects and everybody that tells you it's going to be like this, doesn't end up being that way. And, and the fees kill you and the time kills you in California. Not yeah, what I noticed, Imran, it's like, some of these newbies, like you said, they're thinking, hey, six months to a year, they're going to be in and out from groundbreaking to selling it off. But right. then you're looking at two, three years sometimes. Right. If you're getting land that you need to, well, let's say, you know, so, so we, we went through some belts and we got into a multi-million dollar project, you know, that was shovel ready. We bought it with the uh, site plan in place and still it was a pain in the butt. <laughs> But then, you know, in the middle of that, we bought a couple of lots in, in kind of a high-end area that were right next to each other that they were R1 rated. We didn't have to rezone, but we had to get the plans put together and get them approved. And just for a site plan, to be able to go and move a dirt clod took three years. And you're very easily in a completely different market by then. I right? agree. 
And, and, if, and like I said, the fees kill you. The architectural are tens of thousands of dollars. The city fees are tens of thousands of dollars. The engineering's tens of thousands of dollars on top of when you finally get the build. I mean, you can spend as much in California on upfront preparatory cost as you do on actually building a house. And that's why California is so expensive. It's not just the ocean. It's the cost to build. That's right. right. Build that's it through right. capital. All right. So, so I'll tell you what. Yeah. We're going to take a quick break. And I'd love to hear about some of the different things you're w working on. Maybe walk us through some actual case studies. Does, does that sound sure. good? Yeah? All Let's right, great. See. So hang on, guys. We'll be right back. What will you do with an extra $50,000 to $250,000 in cash credit? More deals? More fix and flips? More marketing? Or business expansion? Guys, visit Fund and Grow. Click on my website or visit fundandgrow.com backslash Joe Mendoza team for more information. Do mention Joe Mendoza show if you do call in for up to $500 off normal pricing. Need more leads? Business slowing down? Yes, I want to earn more money working less. Well, visit top hyphen tier leads.com backslash Joe Mendoza top top hyphen tier leads.com backslash Joe Mendoza up to 20% off all plans do mention Joe if you do call in cat cam real estate looking to buy sell or invest California broker DRE 018-42606. Call them at 877-794-5227. Need assistance on calls? Are you having trouble keeping up with your leads? Go ahead and reach out to Pat Live, 24-7 live answering service. They are US-based, virtual assistance, message taking, appointment scheduling. Call them at 1-800-891-2640. 1-800-891-2640. Looking for a hassle-free sale? Pay no commissions? Reach out to my friends over at McCormick National Holdings, specializing in acquisitions, both commercial and residential real estate. Feel free to call them at 760 624-8276. Again, 760-624-8276. Want unlimited seller leads? Call my friends over at Cole Realty Resources. They'll list for open house invitations, just listed, just sold campaigns, or Facebook target audience ads. Integrate calls via live broadcasts. Mention Joe Mendoza for a huge discount. Call them at 1-800-800-3271. 1-800-800-3271. Or email them at yoursuccess at coleinformation.com. Be sure to mention Joe Mendoza for a huge discount. And now, back to our show. Guys, part two, we have PhD, former molecular biologist, 
Imran Clark, now real estate pro, genius, developer, investor. I'm so fortunate to be working with him. Imran, <laughs> let's go. All right, thanks, Jeff. So this is where I'm, I'm, I'm developing now. So where we left off, I was just talking about like, you know, the cost and difficulty of doing it in California, you know, and we found that out the hard way. So, uh, you know, we ended up in Kansas City because one of our uh, general contractors, builders, is originally from Kansas City. So I'll tell you right off, there's a lot of places around the country that, that can make sense where the numbers work. But um, even being in the right place, you have to have the right people. Okay, and so I've been out yeah, there now I'm, for <laughs> right place and right people, guys. Yeah, golden nugget. Yeah, I mean, it, it, that's that's a huge part of it. So we've been building ground up construction out there now for uh, just over three years, and you know, even going with somebody that was originally from there, which is how we found out about it. We talked to him about you know we were complaining about California and sitting down with their builder. And long story short. We sent him back to Kansas City, Missouri, where he's originally from, you know, because he built hundreds of houses there for other developers before he came to California. But we still had to spend the first year um, getting it right. And, and the biggest part about getting it right was sourcing people. You know, I mean, he had his old contacts, but still he had to go through a lot of flaky subcontractors. Um, I had to get the right real estate team. So, in so place. you're not hammering the nails. You're not like out no. there. Oh, okay, good. No, I'm at the higher level. I, I'm managing operations and I'm making sure people do what they do and I'm protecting the money. There you okay. go. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Thanks, actually, for that's a Thanks for clarifying. Yeah. Actually, if you want a golden nugget when you're running a business as an operator, um, be, be a total tight ass to the point of being a jerk on protecting your investors' money more than anything. Okay. Um, so yeah, Kansas City. So it took us three years to get to a, a, a site plan permit in Oceanside, San Diego, mm -hmm. on already R1 rated lots. I, I pick up infill lots here. I, I'm in the North County of Kansas City. Takes me 30 minutes, half an hour. And the fees are like in the hundreds to thousands, not tens of thousands. And, half and an hour to get permits. To get permits, I, on, and they've never seen build plans before or anything. It's just an R1 lot. We walk into the county office. We walk out the same day with our permit. The next day, I have got tractors in the ground moving dirt, and we're putting in foundations. Now, so, you actually own some land here, right? What, what part of this? Yeah, land? so we've been doing that for three years, and, and you know, we, we, we stayed small at first to really get a feel for it, make sure we're doing the right thing in the right place and building the right stuff and we have the right people. Now I'm past my third year and I'm, I'm, a, I'm in expansion mode. There you go. Part of that, we're getting more lots is, well, let's just create our own lots. So I bought 120 acres. If you could see my screen on the screen share here. Yeah, we could. Okay. So you see this is uh, Metro Kansas City I'm circling. Do you see yes. the cursor? Okay. So we're up here we built in carney which i don't like anymore on, where, where's mahomes house i'm totally kidding oh yeah <laughs> fans out there <laughs> yes yes that's secret information okay so here's kansas city yeah oh. now here's plattsburgh over here if i zoom in just a little we're getting lathrop right okay so this is where i'm doing a lot of builds if you want to put that in perspective but this is they're approximately half an hour from the downtown airport 
So those of us that are in San Diego, it's kind of like doing a Vista or Oceanside. It's not that far away, right? So it's the airport. Like, yeah, yeah. So it's an easy commute into the city. Uh, for folks that are doing commute, we get a lot of retirees. Um, we get people, there's a huge migration from South County to North County for schools and nicer neighborhoods. There's a huge migration coming from out of state and out of city, very diverse economy. But so we're up here. But yeah, so we bought, let me zoom in till we see Holt. There it is. There's where the 120 acres is. Um, so you're currently developing. We are. So instead of uh, going and buying one or two Z lots from, you know, other subdivisions or families that own land, which there's plenty of that for us to do. Um, we're like, hey, let's let's create our own inventory. So about 120 acres, and um, we had so it was it was farmed. Half of it was being farmed, and the other half is woods and lake. And uh, so we had to get it rezoned residential, right, and platted out and approved for roads and utilities. If we were to do that here in Southern California with raw land. I mean, what, five, 10, 15 years, never in your lifetime, right? Took me 45 days wow. to push that through. Now I've developed some good contacts there too. Again, it's, it's, it's getting right with the people. But yeah, so uh, got that last year. We've already got the rough road in. I got the water in. I'm waiting to put the electric in. I'm ready to go vertical on the first ones. I'm just bringing in, I've got my dirt investors in that. And now I need my build investors, you know, and some new ones to come in with me and help build. And so, um, so you got a couple different types of investors yeah. per project. I do. My favorite are the equity investors. Okay. Um, and that's anywhere like this is a high end subdivision. So the all in for, cause we're going to purchase the lots from the dirt investors. So the all in for lot purchase and build on those will be anywhere from 350 to 380, but we're looking at an exit close to 500. So like 480, 495. Um, we can get these done with weather, like within eight or nine months, or without weather. If we get weather, it, it could be 12 months. I've got smaller projects we're doing called slab homes, and you gotta build those in the right spot, we're not, which are no basements. You know, we're in an area where most people have basements, they're used to that. But I'm finding a market, a good market, a good appetite for the slab homes, but we don't do the basement. And I can do those faster and cheaper and I can sell them at a price point where there's more buyers. So my equity investors on that, we're coming in at 180 to 200, all in for lot, build the whole enchilada, and selling them for like 250 plus. And the cool thing is, it's like doing a flip, like a oh, fix. Hang on, guys. We're, we're in and out in six months. That? Did you catch that, listeners? He's all in for 180 like an acquisition price and, and yeah. ARV and the ARV is what? 250, 250 plus. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, and we're doing that like in six months. So you can literally turn that money twice. You can turn that 200 K, you know, it's almost like using 200,000 to make, to sell at 500, right? Cause you sell at 250, get that money back, build again, sell at 250 again. Mm -hmm. So uh, we we can make some good margins with with these, you know. Wow, now we got that's right great. Things. Yeah, that's great. Working all these subs. So that is um, yeah. I mean those those are all over. I'll show you. Here's the huh. oh here's a map of the subdivision or the 120 acres. It's two 60 acre rectangles next to each other, right? Got it all platted out. 
here's a few early development pictures pushing those roads through actually i want to scroll down here well, maybe they're not on this okay here's some of the other one-off builds we did those here's are our actual projects done yeah these this is done and sold so you can see the quality we're doing you, see, you know those are bathrooms here's a kitchen dining area if that's showing up I can show you bigger, you know, out on deck. This is like a five or six acre property, but yeah, there's the house right there. All right, so we're building nice products. Um, yeah, here's some drone video of that 120 acres back in the spring, just as an example. That water isn't the big lake, that's the little one. So let me blow this up. Yeah, you see the bigger lake in the background here. So this is the second 60 acres all in the woods, right? Here's the first 60, which is surrounded by trees on the perimeter, which they like out there. So they, you know, everybody, what sells out there is acreage. We're a minimum of five acres, right? If you got trees, it's a big selling point. We're on a high elevation. So they get the, they get the sea out to the horizon. Uh, we're going to pave these roads. There's deer, turkey, beaver. There's fish in this spring-fed lake out here. So it's a real nice development. Um, so you kind of get the idea of what we're doing here. See, here's a, here's a house we sold. We built and sold a little while ago. Sold it for three fifteen. I mean, this was like two and a half years ago. That market's moving up. So this one we built for like two twenty and sold it for three fifteen. And that build for 220 includes land acquisition. This same house now we're building for a little bit more. We're closer to like 280, but I just sold one for 390, right? So their market's moving up. The cost of construction's going up, market's going up. But here's like the trim package. So just some examples, right? Show and tell. You know, we're not we're not doing container homes, <laughs> right? We're not building little shacks. That's down the basement. We're making nice houses. Yeah, they, they look very nice. So anything relative comparable to here in California? Yeah, you know, I mean, the difference is like these ones have basements or walkout basements in them. Um, but yeah, I mean, this same house, if we were building it here, instead of selling for in the mid threes, would sell in the eights or nine hundreds, right? Uh, because when you add the basement space, they're about thirty six hundred square feet total build, right? They're not small. How's yeah, this? How's this weather impacting your construction? Uh, your timeframes? Yeah, you know, so you do deal with some weather out here. We've we've got uh, you know the ground can get frozen in the winter, right? In the spring, it can get a little bit muddy. If you've heard of Missouri mud, um, this year I was was our hardest year weather wise. Um, it started. It actually started with hurricanes in Florida. Uh, in mid-spring last year because we were getting our windows manufactured by a company out of Florida. It's where we were getting the best price. We had them all done for four houses and loaded on the truck and a hurricane came and blew out all the windows. Wow. And before that company would remake our windows, they were gonna, they had to help rebuild the Florida coast, right? So we had to wait in line. Uh. And that held us up about 90 days on that, you know. Uh, since then, we found another manufacturer that'll match their price that's only 15 minutes away from us. So we fixed that problem, right? you know. And now, this year, we've had, the, we've had the heaviest snow, biggest winter in the Midwest in like 10 years. Right. 
and, and that that slowed us down. Um, and part of it was because we kept our our GC on these early houses to a very very strict budget to where he was even doing some of the plumbing and electric. So now we've got it all penciled out where it's a hundred percent subs, and he's GCing all the subs. I don't want him doing any work himself, and it's going to speed up the whole process. Everything, and you have more hands on deck, so we're going to go faster moving forward. So you, you have a hundred over a hundred acres. Are you a quarter of the way, halfway, three quarters of the way? How far along are you? Yeah, we haven't built anything vertical. So we got that last year, and we've just we you know we got it approved, we got it platted out. We've, so now we've got the roads and the utilities in. And I'm bringing in investors for that 120 acres. And, and they can come one house at a time. And so that on the equity end would be the bigger, like I said, 350 to 380 all in, right? And then you'd be secured by first trustee. We'd set up a bank account for just that project and just that investor's money. So it's really separated out. And that funds the build of that one house. We build it, we sell it, right? The investor gets paid everything back, and then we'll, we'll do an equity split on profits. Um, I do have debt investors that they don't have that much to commit. I will combine with the construction loan. There'll be gap funders. So those folks would be a second trustee behind a construction loan, and they'll be at a fixed rate of interest. So they would be debt investors instead of equity investors. Uh, but my favorite are the equity investors. And they don't have to do the big ones in that 120 acre development. They could come in and, and you know, do some other uh, smaller builds, do the slab homes with me. Um, right up here at Plattsburgh, let me zoom in. We should see a lake here, this little town. There we go, see this lake? That's Lake Concord. I'm building slab homes right around here. You know, and those were in for like 180, 200, right? Exiting 250, 270. Very nice, very nice. Yeah, you know, so, um, and, and we can build those faster, right? So my builder is telling me four months. So when, when my builder says four months, I just tell my investor six months. I just want to have that, you know, um, you know, I, I, I over or under, under promise over deliver, right? So <clears throat> now do you offer like warranties on construction like here in Cali? You know, usually yeah. it's like a 10 year warranty from the builder. How does it work over there? Yeah, the same thing. Um, so, you know, every state's a little different, but a lot of them have uh, an automatic, you know, it's legally required a 10-year warranty on major structural stuff like California has. You can't say I'm not offering a 10-year warranty. If you build it, you're offering a 10-year warranty on the major structural stuff. Uh, Missouri's the same way. It's 10 years. Um, and then a builder's warranty beyond that, typically you'll see like one year, you know, come back, you find anything, you know, that's, that's, uh, uh, defective or, any, or any manufacturer defects, things. manufacturer defects, right? If it's not already on a manufacturer's warranty, we have our builder. So our, our builder backs it up. The other thing I do is, is I purchase a real beefed up home warranty for my buyers so that they don't bother me. Right. Yes. So, you know, you might spend three, four or 500 on a typical home warranty. I'm spending like a thousand to twelve hundred, but but I can get them. And once I have a little bit more relationship with this guys, they'll even cover the major structural. Even well, they already covers the structural. But if it's something where it was like a manufacturer, like a builder error, like they screwed up and they could be like you know sued for it, 
the warranty will cover it. They're like, don't go after the builder, go after the warranty and pay for it. So I got um, a couple of questions because yeah. I know we're going to be running out of time here pretty soon. Um, and this is probably some of the questions some of my friends that's listening also are going to ask. Um, where are, if you want to back that up, the map a little bit, where are your buyers coming from and what are the jobs that are available in those areas? Right. Okay. So, so where are the, I, where are the buyers coming from and where are the big jobs? They, the, well, the, the big jobs are mostly going to be right, you know, near the, near the city. Right. No, no. Um, so, and, and the buyers are coming from all over from, as I said, we've, we've got, we've got a migration and pattern going on from South County to the North County again, cause it's nicer up here and, and the school systems are better. Um, you've also got internal migration from like the Metro area in the city coming and buying my houses. And a lot of those folks are retirees that are retiring on, on some sort of a pension. You know, especially if they work for local government, they need to be inside city limits like police and fire, that sort of thing. Once they retire, they want to get out to the, and have some acreage, right? Because they're on like maybe quarter acre lots in the city and they can get like five, 10 acres with me out here. Okay, so you got a lot of that going on. I get a lot of first time buyers. Uh, when you get out here, you got, you've got the businesses, a lot of farming and, and things supporting. Uh, you got the small towns there, so you got retail and, and all of that. But all the major jobs are here. Kansas City is really diverse, like San Diego. It's why I like it. Very diverse economy. They got some big uh, major universities and colleges there. They've got two huge sports franchises in the Chiefs and Royals. And, uh, you know, maybe unlike some of Southern California, they really do try to hold on to their sports fans. They actually have a football team. Yeah, right. Huh. <laughs> you know, uh, they're very, very into their sports. Um, you've got, uh, they're not dependent on, on any single industry, like a Detroit, for instance, you know, in car manufacturing. However, Ford Motor Company is, is a big employer there in Kansas City. Um, you might have like a Bay Area that's a diverse economy, right? But you could say their housing market is propped up on a single sector, the tech sector. And if that goes, we'll see the housing market crash. We saw that with dot-com, right? So Kansas City, like San Diego, is very diverse, just more affordable. Like Hallmark is there, so you got good blue chip stuff. A lot of tech is moving out there, like biotech, computer tech, that's even based here in San Diego, is now moving out to places like Kansas City, Missouri, because it's, it's just much much better deal for them. You know, it's more affordable and less red tape. It's a port town like San Diego. You're like, what? It's in the Midwest. Yes, it sits right on the Missouri River, which connects the Mississippi, which connects the ocean. So they have a port authority, you know. The Navy's even got a little, little establishment out there. Really? It's a major shipping crossroads for uh, on the water, on the rail, on the highway, and the airport's a major hub. So it's, it's a really great place to invest. Got it. Got it. Well, I heard once before, I forget what wise person once said it is yeah. where you want to live, invest where it makes, oh, it makes sense, right? Where it makes money. Yeah. Right? Well, you know, we've got these cities fighting over the next uh, Amazon facility, right? Yep. Right. You know, New York or New Jersey, who is it? Just lost it. Um, you know, so, so everybody's bidding for Amazon to build the next facility. 
Well, guess where they already built the last one? Kansas City. Right there. Right. Huh? You know, right so. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. And so any, I mean, if somebody's thinking about being a developer, you know, one of my listeners, what's some of the cautions you would say first? Uh, some of like maybe one or two big, big, big lessons you learned over the years. It's, it's not like flipping, fixing and flipping properties. It is its own animal. So you're going to go through a learning curve on that no matter what. Um, I like it here. You know, building in San Diego, it's riskier um, because you've only got one exit strategy, right? You know, I mean, they always say look for more than one exit strategy if you can. Correct. And when you're in a place like San Diego, if the market falls and you can't sell the property for what you put into it, you're screwed, right? I mean, if you try to rent out in San Diego, it's, it's you know, mm -hmm. and if you got a loan on that property, right. Kansas City, I mean, one, it, the market doesn't fluctuate like it does on the coast or Vegas or something like that. But let's say the bottom falls out of the market and you just cannot sell that property for what you put into the build. Well, you could still rent those properties out for a 12 cap. So there's another exit where you can be profitable. Maybe Renting not. it out at a 12 cap. Yep. Yep. At wait, 12 wait, wait. Hang on a second. Sorry, Imran. <laughs> can you hear that? <laughs> All right. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you can rent it out at a 12 cap and, and still be in the black, you know, good positive cash flow and right out the market if you want. Right. So for whatever reason, if you can't sell it to an end buyer, boom, rent it out. Yep. And you're golden. Yep. 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 So, you know, my investors that are on that property are you know, just much better protected, you know? Good. Um, good. Yeah. Good, good, good. So, so like I said, development's a different animal. There's not really classes on it, like flip classes or rents or subject twos, you know, all of which I've done. Um, is you really learn by doing so. Yeah, and, and if you yeah. share with me, I don't know if you want to share with the audience, but I'm going to bring it up. Um, on the land, guys, the land is where Imran did get really, he used his brain power. You know, because right. if you get the land for relatively inexpensive or on great terms, yep. seller carry back, whatever, yep. wow, think of the return then. Yeah, that 120 acres I got on a, on a, on a, Seller carry back exactly. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I put some down, but most of it is, you know, like eighty-five percent of it is seller carry back at six percent. Yeah, guys, and, and and when you're developing land, you know, some of these folks they own them free and clear. They're just usually at that stage of life where man, they don't want to be going to get permits or talk to contractors or whatever. You might even want to offer like, hey, a JV opportunity, not just to sell or carry back. I don't know if you did it on this one, but isn't that correct? Yeah, I mean, this one's purely seller carry back, no JV opportunity. I mean, if they want to invest their own money, they're more than welcome to and, and build a house with me. I, you know, <laughs> actually, I'm letting him list, you know, one of the, one of the houses because he happens to be a broker as well. So, you know, he can help me make money. But sure, I mean, I've done, I've done a, a lot of creative financing as well as, you know, the, the straight buy. So I've done the subject twos and seller finance, lease options, um, contracts for deeds. There's, there's a lot of ways to make it work, 
you know. There you go. There you go. Well, I'm really excited. You know, um, yeah. I, I know we could go into so many more questions, but guys, if you really want to learn more, if you want to really get more information on the show notes, I'm going to set up a link. So just click the link or you can contact me direct. I'll get you Imran's information as well. Um, any last kind of tips or golden nuggets you want to share with the audience? Yeah, you know, if, if you're really looking for a place to uh, put your funds into real estate, um, you know, talk to Joe, hang with me. Uh, both of us are real experienced. Uh, Joe will probably give you some contact information if you want to get in, into this. Uh, so these are short-term investments, right? So, you know, in and out in less than a year and do it over and over again. But just where it makes sense and you make big returns and you work with somebody who's experienced, right, and has a good team in place. Jump on board. I'm in expansion mode now to where we're really going to blow this up. I, I think I'm already the biggest builder in North wow. County <laughs> right now. Yeah, so um, I'm looking for more participants uh, that want to come in and invest with me and uh, just keep, keep driving this train. This is where it's good, folks. So. Good, 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 good. Well, thanks so much for sharing and thanks so much for being on the show and sharing some really, really good golden nuggets on the belt. Yeah, thank you so much for the opportunity, Joe. Really appreciate it. All right, have a great day, guys, and uh, keep on listening. All right. Happy Monday, everybody. Have a phenomenal rest of your week. All right. Look forward to hearing from you. Thank you, Joe. See you soon. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. Our company is not responsible for the success or failure of your business decisions relating to any information presented by our company or our company programs, products, and or services. 